you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Today is Friday, May 17th, and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT. And as with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience for this episode is everyone. We actually have quite a number of news items this week, so I'm not going to be going into detail for each one that much because I'm just going to try to run through all of them. So the first news item is new CDS from Change Healthcare enables home-based telemonitoring. So Change Healthcare is a provider of revenue and payment cycle management and clinical information exchange solutions connecting payers, providers, and patients in the U.S. healthcare system. They're headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee, and they have more than 89 additional locations throughout the United States, Canada, New Zealand, Israel, Taiwan, and the U.K. They actually have a product called InterQual 2019, And in this product, it's actually a clinical decision support type of system where it offers evidence-based guidelines to help with identifying different types of patients that may be good candidates for home-based care programs. It basically runs off criteria for seven acute conditions that might be suitable for management in the home. In addition, there's also this portion called auto review that does real-time updates of the data from the EHR over about the first 24 hours to get more complete of a picture for the admitted patient. And then it allows them to populate that data pulled from the EHR. All right, so the next news item I have is population health analytics help Banner Health better predict high-cost patients. So having high-cost patients is possibly detrimental to a health system by, you know, incurring higher healthcare dollars, right? Higher, higher healthcare spending. So being able to use population health analytics to better predict the high cost pa- uh, patients can help the health system kind of manage their resources and provide better efficient care so that they don't incur as much cost. So in terms of Banner Health, they identified tens of millions of dollars in potential savings in the area of cost avoidance through intervention. So Banner Health is actually a very large health system. It's actually based in Phoenix, Arizona and operates 28 hospitals and several specialized facilities across six different states. The health system is the largest employer in Arizona and one of the largest in the United States with over 50,000 employees. So you can imagine predicting high cost patients will be very significant for a health system this large. So in order to do this, Banner Health, they used something called Base Health Analytics It's a platform, and it also has interventional analytics as well. After implementing this, they were able to identify tens of millions of dollars in potential savings in the area of cost avoidance through intervention. And those tens of millions of dollars match the health system's capacity of handling a care management load of about 2,500 members over the year. So it represents just the top stratified 2,500 out of 100,000 Medicare Advantage members. And for this particular news article, I'm also going to be linking the the link to the news item in the show notes if you want to read more about it. All right, so the next news item is King's College London and NVIDIA are collaborating on a new platform that will help expand the scope of AI in NHS hospital radiology services across the UK. So if you don't know what King's College is... It's a public research university located in London, UK, and a founding constituent college of the Federal University of London. And NVIDIA is an American technology company incorporated in Delaware and based in Santa Clara, California. And they design GPUs or graphics uh, processing units for typically gaming and professional markets, 
as well as systems on a chip um, units for the mobile computing and automotive market. So those two have partnered up to create a new platform for AI. And this will go through several different phases. The first phase is King's College London. They'll be using NVIDIA's two petaflop GPU-powered DGX2 supercomputers plus an NVIDIA Clara AI toolkit. And the idea is to use these technologies to enable the sharing and analysis of data on a very, very large scale throughout the industry and the university partners. And you may be wondering why radiology. So in radiology, there's a lot of 3D data that's stored, like, you know, CT scans or MRIs or um, other types of like uh, possible renderings as well. And that's why NVIDIA is such a big role in this partnership, because they have the GPU units that can actually render all of this information. So by combining that with the AI, all of these 3D data sets can be analyzed in minutes instead of days, right? So it becomes a more efficient way of broadening the radiology services that's possible. So the next news item is more more like an unfortunate FYI of what happened in terms of security. Uh, over at Singapore Red Cross, their website actually got hacked and the personal data of 4,297 people have been compromised after that hack. So they're still doing an ongoing investigation now, but it seems like it's through the reasoning of a weak administrative password that could have left that website open for attack. So yeah, just as a reminder, make sure your passwords are very secure. Use those special characters and those capitalized and lowercase letters and those numbers. And finally, the Joint Commission debuts hospital clinical quality metrics platform. So this new platform is called Direct Data Submission, and it allows the hospitals or health systems to be able to access real-time quality metrics. And in order for this cloud platform to be implemented, the Joint Commission actually partnered up with the provider called Apervita. And Apervita is actually used by about a thousand hospitals nationwide right now. And they help health systems with streamlining, standardizing, and auditing quality measures and operational metrics and care pathways. So the purpose of this platform is to provide quality measure results continuously. And this allows providers to measure and improve their performance in near real time without additional outside vendors to be doing it. All right, so that's all the news I have for this week. And before we go, if you'd like to hear more news on healthcare IT, go ahead and check out great curated articles at healthcareitnews.com. And that's where I go for daily healthcare IT news to keep myself updated on what's going on in the world. And if you guys like this episode, you guys can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or our Instagram at PharmacyInformatics. And you can also email me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. And I wanted to plug a great networking opportunity called Pharmacist Connect. If you are familiar with Slack Workspaces, it's a pharmacist-focused Slack workspace. And I've actually met uh, great colleagues on there. And there's multiple channels of different specialties, including informatics. So you can find out more by visiting PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal. Oh, 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 oh,